0: Good morning, morning millennials. millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hope
1: everyone had an amazing, splendid, and just delightful weekend. Yes, did you? I did. I just wanna know if there's something you need to tell us before we jump into the episode. <laughs> today's
0: episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Life can be pretty damn hard. And without a healthy mind, it's even harder. Check out online therapy with betterhelp.com slash toast and be on your way to a little bit more ease. Thank you. Now I feel ready to jump into this Monday. Thank you so much. Mondays, you Monday know, just, just kind of like. So forgetful, you know, just Monday. <laughs> Got a case of the Monday
1: blues.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that do not seem
1: like you do. No,
0: I'm cuckoo for Mondays. <laughs> I had a great weekend. Thank you so much for asking. I went to my first post-pandemic concert. That was your first one. Yeah. Oh. Brian was like, "Is this your first concert?" And I had to think about it, but yeah, right. Like, where else yeah, would I've
1: went? No, no, no. I guess that's right. How did it feel to be back? In the music scene. It was fabulous. And I just have to say, like,
0: I've been to music festivals before. Mm -hmm. And I went to Global Citizens Festival, which is in Central Park. And honestly, it was kind of, like, amazing. Because you really feel like you're at a music festival. Like, it's Coachella. It's on the Great Lawn. It's like this huge... and it's just
1: like you really forget you're in the city because you can't hear anything like city noises. Well, if you watch New York by Rick Burns, they talk about the building of Central Park and that was really something when you're in the park, you don't see any of the city. You don't see any of the buildings. Like, it seems as though the bucolic nature goes on forever. Exactly. And I'm so glad that even 200 years later, that vibe is still being achieved. And
0: it was just crazy because it really felt like, you know, a Coachella, it's so remote. And I just loved that I felt that way. And then I literally walked for two minutes and got a cab. Like, it was really kind of the best of both worlds. That
1: really sounds perfect. I
0: know. And the lineup was amazing. And I had so many thoughts. First of all, Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez were both there and they both performed. And I did miss Camila Cabello's set because, like, I didn't know Homegirl was going to be going on so early. And you know, like the lineup, you get a later time the more famous you are. And like Miss Camila Cabello was out like during the sun. Like it was not it was not a premium time slot for Miss Camila, especially when Shawn Mendes went like 4 hours later and I just guess I never realized like in
1: terms of music like how much bigger he is than her. Do you know what I it's, mean? I never thought of it. I wouldn't if you asked me before this who's bigger, I I wouldn't know, and I might say Camilla. I mean, there weren't really... It doesn't seem like there were small artists at there the were, festival. There were smaller ones. Like who? Like, I don't know their names. Because I just feel like when everybody's a large artist, like, someone has to go earlier in the day. Doesn't mean you're not a big success. You know, it was just
0: shocking. And then I thought about, most recently, like, I know Camilla Cabello went on a stadium tour with Taylor Swift and was the opening act... Okay. It was the opening act with Taylor Swift. And then I realized, like, Sean Mendez went on a Taylor Swift size tour. Like, he did an arena stadium That's tour. That's true. So, the more I thought about it, I just thought the timing was very interesting. And I know, like, there are only so many slots, but it does mean, make a difference. Yeah. You know, and she was out so early. Like, it was just shocking. That's all I'll say. She was good, though. She was fine. Sean Mendez was such a star. Like, talk about stage presence. Rocker, He's so handsome. He gave everything, every ounce of him. I was, like, mesmerized. He was incredible.
1: Were you there that time at Robin Hood that, when he performed? No. I saw him perform at Robin Hood with Snitch, and I understood. And I, I understood. And I, and I could say, like, it wasn't for me. Like, I did feel like an older woman there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But I understood.
0: No, I was really so impressed with his stage presence. His music is so good. Like, Mm -hmm. it was really fabulous. He had come out during Camilla's set, you know did some charity work for the early set, and they sang Senorita together. And that's the, their song together, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So then, I would say the best performer of the night was hands down Lizzo. Like, I left her set feeling so inspired. She made everyone do, like, um, like manifestations, like, talk to themselves, like, you are beautiful. And I was, like, so into it. And you were supposed to, like, turn to the person next to you, tell them that they were beautiful. So me and Brian were like, you are beautiful. And her, pr- I wish she had more time. Like, there was just not enough time for all of her jams. And she played the flute. And she gave it 100%. And she, it was just, it was everything. I would say that was my favorite performance. Then we need to talk about JLo. Yes. Because J-Lo was really out here giving me little to nothing. Like, I don't know. And then when I think about the timing of the lineup, so the last two performers were Billie Eilish in Coldplay. Okay. And like Jennifer Lopez is like a legend out here performing before Billie Eilish. And I just, this is like a conspiracy theory I came up with in my head. I just feel like she like wasn't like into it she ended with an, a new original song that's coming in like some movies she's a part of Jackie the song was incredible I do have to say like you need to listen to it any
1: song really that's part of a movie soundtrack for some reason the bar is just higher and the songs are just better and if she said like totally. this is my new single for my next album it would have been a flop but Jackie, it was very an, inspiring if it's from a movie soundtrack you know it's good
0: I do think you will enjoy it I encourage
1: you to listen I'm to sure it. that I will and then she brought out LL
0: Cool J and uh Ja Rule. And she, I'm real. So that was pretty cool. And I just have to say, it made me actually have a lot of respect for J Lo because, like, I bet when she, like, was put on those songs or, like, LL Cool J back in the day, like, agreed to do one of her songs, it was, like, a really big deal. And now both of them, like, we know Ja Rule for Fire Festival and, like, LL Cool J, like, it's just, just old news, I would say. But she really just, like, Keeps paying them respect, like constantly brings it back. It was like a huge festival, like 60,000 people. And I thought that was very cool of J Lo. But overall, her performance was just like kind of like giving me like low energy. And well, she's been
1: busy, so maybe she's, you know...
0: Oh, she did, like, a whole, like, talk session between songs about how, like, she's in love. And everyone was, like, screaming.
1: That's crazy. And then I saw that Ben was there. And oh, we, was he? Yeah, I saw he, like, helped her down from the stage when she got off. I saw that in the headline. Oh, okay. I didn't see that, but
0: so happy for them.
1: Yeah, really happy for them. I could imagine that, you know, it's a bummer to go before Billie Eilish, like, when you've done the Super Bowl. No, and, like, you're just, like, a legend, like a living legend. yeah. I don't know, maybe it was a scheduling conflict. But what was so crazy this weekend, there were so many festivals yes. going on. And all the same people were going to all the same festivals. Megan Thee Stallion literally, like... She just, went from Delaware to Governor's Ball. Did you see her last no, night? No, she wasn't there. Oh, okay. And Lizzo, I think, did all three. All three. Yeah, so there was Firefly, Governor Ball, Governor's Ball, and Global Citizens. Yes, Lizzo did all three, and I think Billie Eilish did all three. I think she did, too. Which is just so crazy. Did they share a plane?
0: No, it's... I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you really only have to go to one of these festivals to see everything.
1: Yeah. No, it, it, it was wild to see, like, on my Instagram, I'm, like, putting it together. I'm like, okay, but these two aren't together, and they're in a different state. Right, and so if she had to drive on her tour bus <laughs> taking six hours, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, it was a big weekend for um, festival season, and it was really nice weather, so I'm glad everyone had a good time. And thank you so much for bringing that up, because as I
0: was walking over here today, you know how important I think it is to acknowledge the space that you're in, right?
1: I do know.
0: And it's been a while since we have done that. And I want to acknowledge a different type of space today. Because I feel like after summer, like the fall just like It just goes so quickly. Like you never. It's fleeting. It's fleeting. You never acknowledge this transitional period where it's like 60 degrees and like you don't need a jacket, but it's not hot. And it just comes and goes and it happens so fast. And I just feel like today is 64 degrees. It's absolutely gorgeous outside. We need to acknowledge the space Mm -hmm. that we're in, take a moment, Mm -hmm. acknowledge the fall vibes, the autumnal vibes, and just acknowledge it and be grateful that we are here. We're not in the freezing winter. We're not in this weltering heat. We're in the
1: fall. Acknowledge it, you guys. Yes, it's true. It's really true. The weather is perfect. And the whole weekend, it was gorgeous. Yeah, and it just makes life a little bit sweeter. Worth living. Yeah, worth living. Theo says the same. doo do doo do. How was your weekend? It was
0: amazing. Theo had an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for asking. He spent so much time with his best friend, his dog walker, who Theo's OG dog walker is probably like the love of Theo's life
1: interesting
0: and you know he's busy and he's getting promoted and you know we're, we're so happy for him and we so support him but that does mean that theo gets less time with him but you know on the weekends he'll text me and be like you know i'm wanting to get some exercise like is theo around i'm like of course he's around so he got to spend saturday and sunday with his boyfriend Aww. and he's pooped he's like literally daydreaming about him
1: now that's so sweet yeah Damn, I mean, Brew had a crazy weekend. Did Diarrhea? I tell you what Brew got into this weekend? Oh no, what? My friends were over, and Brew was you know entertaining everyone, mm-hmm. making everyone laugh, smile. And then I, he was he left the room for a while, but Zach was home, so I just figured he was they with were together. Zach. And then I just got like a funny feeling. it had been twenty minutes. Of I'm course. like, let me just confirm mm-hmm. that he's with Zach. And I could not find him anywhere in the apartment. What? I was like, this man evaporated through the walls, vanished. <laughs> vanished. Then I in our guest bathroom the door was closed so like I didn't think to look in there but I was like you know sometimes he gets in there and he closes I, the door behind him I push it open the lights are off he had closed the door behind him and that's where his big bag of food is and we like the, oh, f- <laughs> you're the food that we get for him is like the size of those bags from cheaper by the dozen yeah, of because course. like that was the only one they had in stock there's been a shortage of dog food mm-hmm. add it to the list yes and. He was in the bag of food. He must have eaten for 20 minutes straight. Oh,
0: my God. And for the rest of
1: the weekend, even this morning, he, like, smells like the dog food because he was living in the bag. His whole body was in it, yeah. And we, like, tried to give him, like, showers. I'm going to give him a proper bath today. But he ate. He must have eaten oh, so much Did his belly food. get upset? So then later that night, we watched Cruella, by the way. We need to oh. talk about it. We gave him some water and he threw up a little bit, which was good because he needed to expunge right. some of this food. Then the next few days made a couple of big duties. Yeah. And now Brew is doing well, but okay, it was like, it was crazy. That's fucking crazy. Dogs do the craziest shit. It was so crazy. Close the door behind him in there. In Wait, the by ball. the way, that is the pure Didn't, magic. How does a door, a dog close a door? It, he just pushes it. What did you think about Cruella? I thought it was great. So glad. It was like, it was a very chaotic night for us because with Brew and like of he was like stopping you to were vomit. Of course, so unsettled. We had to move from the living room to the bedroom because of like his vomit. Um, and it took us forever to watch it, but we were enjoying it. We're, but I was like, at one point I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to finish this movie. I am. But it was so good. I, the only thing is like, I still don't understand the rationalization, how she turns into like wanting To skin the dogs and wear them, because Because the dogs killed her mother. No, but by the end, like she's good with the dogs and she's in control of them. And she realizes that Baroness blew the whistle. Like that, you can't blame the pups. No, you can't. You really can't. So I just don't think they made that connection. And you said, like, I would feel like it was justified why she became well because they
0: killed her mother. Yeah. Even though someone else was blowing the whistle like the dogs did push her mom off a cliff like I would be upset too.
1: Yeah I, I mean. How I, how
0: do you think Theo would feel if one of his friends pushed me off a cliff to
1: my death? I think he would skin them and wear them. Exactly. I think that's what he would do. So did I not say that you would understand? No I mean it, so that's just a little tenuous but other than that it was fantastic like one of the best movies I've seen in a while. A pleasure to watch. Really on the money. Speaking of movies I saw Dear Van Hansen. Oh, do you really want to hit us with this hot take? I went to, it's not even a hot take. I, I know, I'm kidding.
0: I, I'm so flummoxed. Okay, I went to the theater and I had heard terrible things about the movie and honestly I didn't care. Like it was a Friday night and I wanted to go to the movies and I hadn't been able to do that and I live near a theater that has those reclining chairs and the snacks. So me and Ben were like, let's go. And the theater was empty, literally, because you select your seats. We saw there was two people in the theater. So we went, we got our food and, you know, I was really enjoying the movie at first because I had all my snacks and like my favorite songs get played right at the beginning. Right. But then you ran out of snacks and I ran out of songs (laughs) and I was forced to. First of all, there were so many original songs, which is (gasps) such a mistake. Yeah. Such a mistake. First of all. Second of all, I was really surprised I didn't like it because first of all, there were so many people in the movie who I like die for. Of course, love Ben Platt. The girl who plays, like, the love interest is the girl from Book Smart. Yes. I love her. Yeah,
1: I saw. She reminds me of Kay Panabaker from the Disney Channel days.
0: Sure, yes. Real, real ones will
1: know. Yes.
0: By the way, I love her, and I think every movie she's in, I've never disliked. And so. she was
1: also in that other show that you watched that I didn't, that was like, um, What was it about? I believe it was about a rape.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. She was incredible in that. It's called... Unbelievable. Unbelievable on Netflix. Hmm. Highly recommend. Okay. Yes. So then, also, you know who's in it? Plays the stepdad. Is my favorite from Law & Order SVU. The guy who replaced Stabler. Um, I don't know why I can't remember his name. Amy Adams is in it. Julianne Moore is in it. Like, truly star-studded. But the movie. So I read something on The Atlantic. It was like a really in-depth kind of scathing review. Uh, Scathing, sorry. And they made a really good point. And I think you'll hear this. Because you know what the premise of the film is, of, of course. course. It's, a, it's the same premise as the show. And at its core, it's actually like a really fucked up thing that Evan Hansen does. But we're supposed to like love this main character and like feel for him. When actually what he did is like unbelievably disgusting.
1: So And when, it was all to like get into her pants. Yeah, like
0: it was vile. So in a Broadway show, like there's just so much going on. The theatricality of it. Like you're able to almost like look past like... That little thing in your stomach that's like, this is not a good person, Evan yeah. Hansen.
1: And like when it's you're watching a Broadway show, like it's not really about the plot. It's not like what happens next. No, it's, it's like the dancing I'm and singing. being entertained.
0: But in a film, it's much harder to ignore the fact that like the crooks of this show is actually like a really fucked up premise, and it's so much more obvious on the on the screen, which I actually really agreed with because I just found myself like wanting to slap Evan. And by the way. I know there's so much back and forth about, like, him being too old. And I like to pride myself on, I really don't see age. Like, I've never watched something and been like, oh, he's too old or he's too young. But they put some, like, prosthetics on his face to make him look younger that made him look literally like he lived in a retirement village. Like, his face was just, like, shiny and wrinkly. I don't know what they did in an attempt to make him look younger, but it made him look older. Mm -hmm. So I just left the theater about... An hour and a half through because I was like, this movie's fine, but like, I'm kind of bored. And we looked it up, there was a whole other hour left. And I'm like, it's a Friday night, I've had a long week, I just wanna be enjoying myself. And currently, I've ran out of snacks, I'm not enjoying myself anymore. And you didn't feel like more snacks would help it? No, because like, actually, the theater by my house is rather small, so like, it's limited options, and we had already gotten one of everything. Mm. So any, there, wasn't, there wasn't anything I didn't try yet. Any
1: standout items? Yes,
0: dibs. little dibs
1: crush it every
0: time. The crunch flavor. Perfect. Crunch bar, so good. Yeah. Then I also had popcorn and M&M's, and Ben got nachos, and made sodas, and like that's really all they had to offer.
1: Delicious. I made popcorn while I watched Cruella, which was also just torture with Brew. Oh, the popcorn? (laughs) Yeah. By the way,
0: I know it's not like on the approved list of things that dogs like can or can't eat, but every time Theo gets a kernel that I drop on the floor, he like chokes for days. Don't let Theo have, Bruno have popcorn.
1: When I have a kernel, I choke for days. Totally like, I once had teeth. a third kernel stuck in my teeth for like a month. I know. And that's better than having it stuck in your throat. There's actually, I can't think of anything worse to give a dog than popcorn. Yeah, no, like the, he literally digests it
0: the same way that we do. Either it gets caught in his teeth or in his gums. It's insane. He actually sometimes throws up like if he catches a kernel of my popcorn.
1: It's a crazy, it's a crazy snack. I actually, Like that has dawned on me before. Sometimes I'm not having c- cucumber. Okay, brew. Of course. But no.
0: I also finished Downton Abbey.
1: You did. I did.
0: And I'm not going to lie, like the sixth season, I'm not going to spoil it because someone was like, you spoiled it for me, so I'm going to try and just speak vaguely. The sixth season was like a little tired and boring, and I just feel like the entire premise was like what are we gonna do this is not a spoiler like about the hospital like something so who fucking cares and I was just like really kind of itching for it to be over which sucks because I loved the show in general the sixth season was just like a little bit of a letdown especially because like the final two episodes were just centered around a character who I personally despise and only want bad things for um that would be Edith that would be Edith yes so all in all it's such a fabulous show but you know as Many shows, like, don't know how to land the plane, and I do believe that this was one of them. And I'm very much looking forward to watching the movie at some point. The Truckers for Downton are here. Truckers for Edith. Truckers for Edith. Yikes. So I'm going to watch a movie.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, the movie is, like, it's fun to see everyone back together. It's beyond stupid. Okay. Um, I just thought the way that they ended, it was kind of funny and it felt kind of right that Edith the whole time, it's one thing after the other. It's one thing after another. This girl cannot catch a break and you're living for it. But by the end, like you do feel bad for her. And then the fact that like she winds up out, spoiler alert, outranking them all and living like this wonderful life. She has love. She has status. Like I'm happy for Edith. She's been through a lot. And you know what? Everything she went through does negate What she did to Mary. What she did to Mary, yeah. Well, see, I just wasn't having that experience. Like, by the end, I'm like, just give her something. I'm like, no, let her keep being miserable. I wasn't feeling like, just give her something. But when they gave her something, I was like, I'll allow it. You know what? That's kind of how life works sometimes. I kind of
0: wanted, like, towards the end of, like, the fifth season, beginning of six, I kind of wanted Mary and Tom to be together. Like, I know, like, he used to be married to her sister, but she's dead. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And, like, why not? You know? Um, it's like a biblical thing.
1: they're marrying their cousins back in the day. like it's a biblical thing, sure. but they are more like brother and sister. i don't I didn't see anything romantic between the two of them. Mary would eat him for breakfast. Like, I I'm just sorry. feel like they
0: could have they could have worked it out. Like I was really here for there's it. there's no
1: need. There no. was no need for them to work. Yes, it there was out. He true already love. had a child. She true already love. had a child. true love, no. maybe, like Sibby and
0: is i just thought what was interesting is like there were so many characters over the six seasons who came and went and who they decided to like keep on for all six seasons daisy like i just couldn't believe like she was worth talking about
1: you want to know something crazy in real life at least last time i checked you know the man daisy ends up with yeah he's dates edith in real life oh
0: that's cute mm-hmm. very cute
1: yeah oh i like that anyone else dating on the cast Um, that was all that I remember. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Very good. Just Very an good. interesting factoid. So, yeah, it was a good balance weekend. Just Went, left the house. Downton Ting's. Downton Ting's. I'm glad you had a nice balance weekend. So did I for, like, you know, a pregnant ladies weekend. Right. I saw my friends. Um, I got a wax, which, like, was productive. Wow. I had been putting it off. Yeah. There's no better feeling than walking out of there. 100%. It's like the end of Yom Kippur. Like, I'm as far away from a wax as I'll ever, ever be. be. And I feel like a champion. I really do. We're proud of you. We are. <laughs>
0: We have a big show today, you guys, because some breaking news, especially that of Tariq Al Musa, and we also have the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Potomac oh, shit. recap. Yeah,
1: okay. We need to get into stuff. We're
0: just like dilly dallying. I just had a productive
1: weekend, you know. Yeah, and I'm still reading Jane Eyre. Didn't read a lot this weekend, but reading before bed so that you know I sleep better. And it's a really great book. You know, yeah, it's very. Dense. Literary. Yes. You know, we're always describing the leaves on the trees oh. at, uh, at every turn. Yeah. But Jane is a great gal. She's a girly girl, too. Gotta hang with Jane. Gotta hang with Jane. She's a girly girl, and she knows how to get down.
0: Oh, also, just wanted to say one really random quick thing. Um, the Point Sky app launched today. I saw. I've been using it for, like, a month because, you know, I'm friends with the owner, and it's the best thing ever. Like, you plug in all your credit cards, all your airlines, it's really secure, and they will literally, like, aggregate all your miles, all your points for you. Oh, and you say, hi, I'd like to go to Turks and Caicos. The the interface is like, here's how you do it by spending $30 and 30,000 points. It's what
1: we've all needed, what we've been waiting for. He's been
0: talking about it for, like, a really long time, and it's, like, the hardest thing to build, but it's out today for Apple in the U.S., so it's called the Points Guy app, and I highly recommend it.
1: No, that's fucking brilliant. It's I Brilliant. Whenever I go somewhere ever again. Literally. That's how I'll be traveling. Oh, and then... Because I can't understand my points for the life of me, but I think I have a lot. One last
0: thing. Mm -hmm. I'm really thinking about maybe going to visit my sister who lives in Florida this weekend. I don't know, like, so their house is still under construction, and she, like, doesn't have a bedroom for me. That's the only thing. I'm like, I don't want to stay at a hotel. I want to stay with Kayler and
1: Kaylor's house. Okay. So so I could sleep on the couch. Could you wait two weeks? Two weeks.
0: I just have like things coming up. Like literally I'm booked through November. Like this is my most free weekend for a while.
1: Wow. I've look got at weddings, you.
0: I've got trips.
1: Look at you. So should I
0: go? Should um, I stay at a hotel?
1: Well, like definitely don't g I would I would I would feel her out. You know, if you're gonna be an empty. She wants you to come. She wants you to come. Yeah, and so and by the way, Zach is leaving on
0: Saturday, so I would only have to sleep on the couch for one night. Then I could I sleep can with Liv Lydia. for Saturday. But I don't know, I just really like have been feeling like this hole in my chest and it's about the size of a kayler
1: yeah no i i have the same size hole and it gets bigger because she's getting bigger she's getting bigger and like i don't know i just feel like i'm missing out on like her life precious kayler time and i'm really feeling like i you i think take. the right
0: thing to go to do is to go do it i know right mm-hmm. i've olivia too obviously but like gotta see kayler
1: right but like you can facetime with olivia like which i do you can facetime with kayler but you can't get to
0: Not to talk shit, but, like, she kind of gives me nothing on FaceTime. Like, she (laughs) never even acknowledges me. She just, like, looks. No,
1: I'm, like, pulling teeth on FaceTime, and I get what I need. Oh, I get nothing. Because she has those eight big teeth. Yeah. And I'm pulling them. But I agree. It's not like Facetiming with a girly girl. No, it's not at all. And Olivia's a girly girl; like she knows how to Facetime. Kayler, not so much. She needs to work on her skills. Well, that would be really fun for you. I have plans this weekend. Oh, um, what are you doing? I'm going on a trip with my friends. <gasps> Where are you going? We're going to Vermont. Oh, that's fun! Perfect. Nice fall, autumnal
0: vibes. And we're going to do fall things. Are you going to go apple picking and such?
1: That wasn't on the itinerary, but perhaps it will be. But I was thinking chili, chili, chili. You know. N- Need not
0: say it one more word, <laughs> Chilly.
1: Okay, now without further ado, are you ready to get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast? <laughs> Today's episode
0: is brought to you by Legacy Box. Speaking of making memories with the ones that we love, are you holding onto boxes of old home videos to share with friends and family? Can you even watch that priceless footage? Well, Legacy Box is your chance to have aging tapes, films, and photos digitally preserved so the ability to relive your family history is never lost because of a leaky pipe or a summer day that makes your attic hot and melts your tapes. And this week, Legacy Box is offering 40% off at legacybox.com toast so that you can start future-proofing your past today. So here's how it works. Their service is so simple. You use their kit to safely send the moments you want preserved, whether that's, you know, tapes, anything that you have that you can really no longer use. Their team will create a digital archive by hand in the USA, and then you'll receive your new copies stored on the cloud, a thumb drive, or a DVD, along with all the original media that you sent them. With their tracking system, you can follow every step of the process so you always know the originals are being taken care of. V- visit legacybox.com/toast to take advantage of this limited time offer for 40% off. Take advantage of this exclusive offer today and then use their kit whenever you're ready. That's legacybox.com/toast to save 40% off. legacybox.com/toast. Thank you for that, Claudia. It's a pleasure.
1: Our first story. Britney Spears' fiancé, Sam Ashgari, is speaking out saying that the documentaries have left a bad aftertaste for him. Sam Ashgari hopes to get rid of the bad aftertaste previous documentaries about fiancé Britney Spears' ongoing conservatorship case have left. Hours before the Friday premiere of XXXX. XF- FX and Hulu's controlling Britney Spears the Emmy uh, the follow-up to the Emmy nominated framing Britney Spears Mm -hmm. the model slash actor shared his thoughts on filmmakers dissecting her struggles in the spotlight and subsequent legal battle he said apparently my opinion has increased increased in value over the last few days past Mm -hmm. docs left a bad aftertaste I'm hopeful this one will be respectful I don't blame CNN BBC or Netflix which got me through lockdowns for airing them because as an actor I tell other people's stories too I question producers who made them just to share Shed light without input or approval from subject. Any credit for light being shed should go to hashtag Free Britney.
0: By the way, you actually said something really similar and poignant about all these Free Britney documentaries when we were just talking one day. Yeah, like not on the podcast. We we're basically like all of these documentaries are really highlighting like how evil the media was to Britney Spears and how they're responsible for so much of her anguish
1: and like mental health struggles. And also like the picture that was portrayed of her that. You know, affected other situations and ultimately led to the situation she's in now. Right? When literally, why are we supposed to believe any of these documentaries? Like that are
0: literally made by the media. Like, like the they, Framing Britney Spears is like a New York Times documentary, and like the New York Times is the media.
1: Right? They're like the media was so terrible towards Britney. It's like you're the media. that was you guys and- that was like 10 years ago and don't some of the people still work in right. the office? It like, wasn't
0: that long ago. Like, yeah. So so it's like it, I actually really do hear what he's saying.
1: Yeah. And I think that with I never really thought about it. I just thought any, you know, light being shed on her cause was, was a positive. Thing. But like they are like getting all these like ratings and all this money, money, advertisers, etc. Again off her back you yeah, know it's and like she, a vicious cycle and she has like nothing to do with any of these things mm-hmm. but like everyone's talking about her and make like right so i and she I, really
0: should be paid for like i know it's a documentary and you can make a documentary about anything you want but like i don't know pay pay the bitch like she deserves it well i mean maybe they would pay her if she were in it or at least like lending her expertise and experience who knows better than what's happening to Britney Spears than Britney Spears
1: yeah I just um I hadn't really thought of it that way until he said it yeah and I I, I agree with him no and honestly at
0: some point it's kind of like overkill because how many documentaries are going to say the same thing like at first it's like yes give a voice to the Britney movement yes 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 second one even bigger better and then by like the fourth or fifth documentary that are really kind of chronicling the same exact you know
1: Thing that happened over the past four years. Once again, the exploitation of Britney Spears. Now it's
0: a money grab. Like, you're not here with your pure intentions. Yeah. Yeah, the exploitation of Britney Spears.
1: So I'm glad that he spoke up about it because it made me think about it a little bit differently and probably for other people, too. And he's stating some facts. Did he lie? No, he's speaking facts.
0: No, and honestly, I'm just really glad that Britney Spears has Sam Ashkari in her corner. I feel like when they first started dating, you know, everyone thinks... As they do with most successful women. Like if he's not as successful, he's like a gold digger. I don't know. He has proven to be hella supportive of Britney Spears and really not back down as an ally to Britney and what she's going through. So I am here to say I respect Sam Ishkari.
1: Wow. We'd love to see it. Yeah, we do. Are you ready for our next story? It's a little fashion news that well, kind of just like shook the fashion world. I'm kind of more of like a Maxinista than a fashionista. So I don't know if I'm really. But I do think maximistas is going to appreciate this. Okay. Because I'll let you know. It's about um, an epic collab between Fendi and Versace. Oh. They dropped the Fendacci collaboration <laughs> um, at Fashion Week. Fendi and Versace collaborated on this collection, and it is called, colloquially, Fendaci. And the looks are so fucking sickening. Like, it's actually the best idea ever. Donatella Versace said it's a first in the history of fashion where two major designers had a true creative dialogue that stems from respect and friendship. So it was between Donatella and Kim Jones Effendi. That's actually such a
0: good call. Like, because, you know, Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton, they're always doing collabs with like the NBA, KIF, like all these things. And like, why don't they ever just collab with each other? I never thought about it, but like, why not do, you know, Fendi X Chanel? Like, something like that. Yeah.
1: No, some of the... So, it's like the classic um, Versace designs, like, on with Fs on top of it. Like, it's extremely cool. That is really
0: cool. I like and that idea. I
1: really look forward to seeing Dorit wear it next season. Because, like, there was one outfit that's just like... So Dorit. That I loved so much that only, I think, Dorit will really wear. Cause Did you and, see? And she'll do it head to toe.
0: There was like a blind item going around. I don't know if it was from Dumois or somewhere else about like a certain housewife on the West Coast who's been temporarily banned from shopping Louis Vuitton just because she buys so many things and returns like 100% of them. So no. obviously a lot of people thought it was Dorit because she's constantly head to toe in LV. Um, oh and a God. lot of her financials, just some, like they just don't add up.
1: Wait, I hadn't heard that. I need a minute to process because she's always wearing Louis Vuitton, and I know. even someone who's like Rockefeller, it's like those are you got to diversify. No, your... but those are like four thousand dollar dresses. Yeah, at a certain point, it's just like bad spending. Of course, even though like we live for the looks, like I do really question how every her fucking underwear Literally. is Louis Vuitton, the hair clip, the hair tie, the necklace, the shirt, the tights, the, the shoes, and the like, socks. Like she's, earrings. Every single day she's wearing at least $10,000 in Louis Vuitton. And it's almost
0: always Louis Vuitton. That's like her designer of choice. So there was this blind item going around that never confirmed that it
1: was Dorit or that it was even true. But once I heard it, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. I just, with, when it came to like Dorit and her expensive wardrobe, I just decided to Ignorance. stop asking questions. You know? Ignorance is bliss. Right. But then you hear something like that and... It adds up, doesn't it? It does. Wow. I know. So
0: again, not confirming or denying, just a conspiracy theory that I'm now fully subscribed to.
1: Interesting. And as far as just like fashion things, I mean, Fashion Week has been like going on around the world for like a few weeks now. And like, this was the first thing that I saw that I was like, Ooh, it's titillating. The first
0: thing that I saw and is now just kind of cementing that like Versace's really out here doing the absolute most. They had Addison Rae at their show in (gasps) Paris or Milan, I forget. She was looking so adorable and I'm just so happy for her and I just love her and I just hope she's feeling good about herself.
1: No, I know she her look was everything the whole like everything that happened in milan Mm -hmm. was so cute and really had me feeling excited about fashion things.
0: right and now versace's out here making historic collabs and i just think like justice for versace like doing the most also house of gucci comes out soon yeah i may not be ethical but i am fair
1: is that from House of Gucci? It's from the trailer and it went viral
0: on TikTok. I was going to say, like, do you
1: memorize the trailer? No,
0: it's like people, like, when they do, like, really fucked up things and they make a TikTok. I may not be ethical. And then she, like, she's stirring her
1: espresso. Is that Lady Gaga Yeah, she's stirring
0: her espresso. She's like, I may not be ethical, but I am fair. She looks good in it. Like, oh, the commercial trailer played in the Ben Platt Theater before and I actually wish I was seeing that. Like, it looks so good.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll have to see it. That'll be exciting. I
0: love going to the theater.
1: Yes. Or as they call it in Downton Abbey, the Kinema. They say Kinema?
0: Yes. I was shook when they said that. Thank God for the subtitles because I literally would not know what the hell these
1: people are saying. Kinema. That's like a cinema? By the way, I need to update oh, everyone yeah. on my Outlander journey because I'm in a really good place and I need to share with everyone what happened. Because all of season one, I had so... First of all, the show was very, you know, brutal. And I was having anxiety leading up to the season finale. And Claudia had watched it. And I didn't know what I was going to do because, like, I'm, if I'm going to watch a show, I need to know what happens. Anyways, I went all the way up to the episode. I knew what was, like, you know, Jamie was in a certain situation mm-hmm. that I figured wouldn't end well. I didn't want to watch the specifics. You told me. The specifics, I did. and I fast-forwarded to the middle of the episode and continued watching from there. There were definitely flashbacks. I definitely got like, a, but I didn't. I never had to like watch the prolonged scenes. Got it. And then I made it to season two, which is a much happier season. They're in seven, France, seventeen forty-five. It's extremely fabulous. You know, like pre-revolutionary Marie Antoinette vibes. And it was a, a fun place to be. Now they're back in Scotland. Oh, spoiler alert! Um, but I'm really glad that I stuck with it. And then, it, and, yeah, so I was feeling good. Like I was feeling like looking forward to watching more episodes. Fabulous. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. About fabulous people doing fabulous things. Mm. Kaya Gerber and Jacob Elordi make their red carpet debut at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures opening gala and in LA. And this event just looked t- so sickening. This event looks so sickening. I don't know what the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures opening gala in the LA is. No clue. But they, you know, they put on a nice affair. And, and they invited- what a guest list. What a guest list. What a wardrobe budget. Katy Perry was there. Lady Gaga was there. Olivia Rodrigo was there. Um, Halle Berry, Jennifer Hudson, Tiffany Haddish, Adriana Lima, Regina Hall, Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade.
0: No, it was pretty star-studded. I was seeing pictures all over the gram, and I was like, damn, this is a party I would have loved to have been invited to. And
1: when you look at the pictures, it really looks like it could be like Cannes Yes, or I thought
0: it was for sure like, you know, one of those obscure film festivals. Right, and
1: it's just right
0: here in LA. So fabulous. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of, you know, the talk is about Olivia Rodrigo because she wore quite a revealing dress, and she looked absolutely
1: Show stopping. What are the people saying? Just like that she looks so great? Boobs. Or, or like, that did you see her boobs? Of course I did. It was just like booby booby booby. Were they saying it like that was too much boob? Well there were just... some Karen's being like,
0: wow, really sexualizing herself. Like, so don't look at it. You're a freak for you're sexualizing her.
1: Um I mean it the was, titties it are was a sexy dress. It was a sexy
0: dress, for sure. I happen to think it was everything of the sort. And honestly, I feel like I've seen that dress before. Like I think Kim and Courtney Kardashian have both worn it.
1: Interesting. I just want to look up her age because I just continually think of Olivia Rodrigo as 16, 16 because like that's when her story really began with Joshua Everything. Bassett. And like that has played a large role in her narrative because like they couldn't be public because she was 16. So like yeah. she's always 16 to me. So for a 16 How old is she? year old to be wearing that dress, I, you know. Of course. She's 18. Okay. But also
0: like Sabrina Carpenter, not to keep pitting women against other women, but it just is but something he, interesting to know. Here it. she goes. So, Sabrina Carpenter walked in the Savage X Fenty show. She looked unbelievably gorgeous and sexy. Mm-hmm. And now I just kind of feel like her and Olivia are doing, like, sexy off. like, oh, really? I can one-up your sexiness. I'll, I see your lingerie. I raise you a very revealing dress. Like, they're just going back and forth.
1: Okay, I saw Sabrina Carpenter's sexiness, and I thought it was really great. And then I didn't think that when I saw this. Because also, like, these looks take, like, weeks to, I'm just to come up with. She doesn't just, like, go shop off the rack and show up that night like you. Like, not like like us. Like you. Yeah, like us. Like, whenever you have an event, you're like, I need to go get a dress. That's not Olivia Rodrigo.
0: Okay, I'm just saying. It does feel like, you know, there's a conversation being had.
1: Amongst the publicists about who could be sexier? Exactly. Okay. I mean, I love a little publicist like drama. Publicist drama.
0: This event was just fabulous. And honestly, Kaya Gerber and Jacob He like, talk about two people who are just so effortlessly gorgeous.
1: Like... It's actually not fair. No, it's not fair. And like when you look at these pictures, they look like they could have been taken in 2021, in 1990, yeah. in 1950. Like they're Old Hollywood glamour. Timeless, beautiful. Beauties, yeah. And even the outfits are, you know, they're not necessarily so modern. They're classic. Like Very. It, this is a beautiful couple. And you know what? Shame on Anna Wintour because this could have been her moment at the Met Gala if she invited Jacob Elordi. 100% and you know it's just because he wasn't invited because he was in new york he went to the after parties like oh he did yeah so So he wasn't invited Then he wasn't there
0: well to be honest like i really cannot look at this couple without just thinking about joey king like i really can't
1: it didn't even cross my mind really Mm -hmm.
0: i just feel like he moved on from her so fast and ended up in like this fabulous a-list relationship like his relationship with Joey King was, like, a middle school relationship, and now he's, like, in high school with his, like, adult girlfriend. That's how I no, feel. his
1: relationship with Joey King was a, co- was a high school relationship, and now he's in college.
0: Yeah, like... With his college girlfriend. And everyone's just obsessed. They're so a list, and, like, I don't know, it just must be tough for Joey King.
1: I... Because I didn't, like, watch all the movies, I, I guess that's, like, not what I think of Jacob Elordi so much as, and it didn't cross my mind, but, yeah, no, if I'm... If I'm his ex and I'm seeing these pics, I'm... Vomiting. <laughs> vomiting, Yeah. 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 Are you ready for our next story?
0: Only if it's the next story that's brought to you by Public Rec. It is. How funny. You've got to check out Public Rec. They make athleisure in waist and inseam sizes because they believe that comfort starts with a better fit. So they're really at Public Rec focused on sizing that makes sense. Their all-day jogger is a first-of-its-kind technical pant available in waist and inseam sizes. It means women can shop based on their unique proportions, no more settling for small, medium, or large. It's actually like the most detailed sizing i've ever done on leggings or even any pants in general especially because i'm a wide gal and a short gal and i find so many times things are so long on me Mm -hmm. but at public rec you can actually measure the length of your pants so that you're not stuck with like pants that literally go past your toes it's so stupid they also have the best waistband on earth. It's super thick, high rise, no roll waistband. It'll keep you comfortable all day long. They've spent years engineering the perfect blend of softness, stretch, and durability. And it's all the performance benefits you love with the added style for more formal occasions. Um, it's just fabulous. It's really like getting pants made for you at a tailor. It's very specific. They're designed to last a lifetime. They're designed for you. And it's just a fabulous place to shop if you want to feel seen. If you don't, then can't relate we've never had pants that fit so well. It is game changing and they rarely offer discounts at public rec, but right now they have an exclusive offer just for the morning toast. Listeners go to publicrec.com and use code toast to receive 10% off. That's publicrec. rec. R E C Use the promo code toast for 10%
1: off. Thank you for that, Claudia. Our next story is a little happy couple news. It's a pleasure. Summer House stars Kyle Cook and Amanda Matula oh, yes. are married. They tied the knot on Saturday at her family's New Jersey home. Oh, that's cute. I was wondering where it was. A source said it was an emotional and beautiful ceremony. And of course, it was studded with their guests and castmates. Carl, and- Lindsay, Danielle, Paige, Luke, and Sierra. And also Craig Conver and Austin Kroll were there because their Winter House castmates and also, Paige and Craig posted two photos together from the photo booth. So for me, that was, like, my biggest takeaway right. from the evening right. is that I think Paige- that's every, Like, no, I mean, happy couple, okay, beautiful so, wedding. Of course,
0: of course. I followed Paige on Instagram, and I was, like, blacked out because it, it was Saturday night after the concert. And I, like, tapped, and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe Paige DeSorbo put me on her close friends story. <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, my God, no, she posted this publicly. They are such a good-looking couple. And I just want to say... I mean, it's hard for me because I actually really, like, love Naomi and Craig. And, like, part of me just, like, really thinks they're OTP. But I think this is such a good match. Like, for a million different reasons. And I'm obsessed.
1: Yeah. I There's been a lot of speculation about whether or not they were dating. And then, like, it came out that they hardcore were not weren't. dating. I do think they're under contract to not share that they fell in love on Winterhouse. And so that's supposed to be, like, a surprise for the fans. So I don't know if this was, like, a slip that she posted this. Or, I mean, he was at the... Th- like, this is not this a confirmation necessarily have to be a couple it's not like they're kissing but they're probably a couple and it's a beautiful beautiful couple and i agree like naomi and craig but there there's no way back for them they're
0: literally like two ships passing in the night
1: there's just no way back
0: yeah well i just have to say like one of the many great things to come out of this quarantine was like me getting into summer house mm-hmm. and i'm like now so excited to watch like i believe that they filmed obviously for Bravo. Like, Kyle would never let his wedding go unfilmed. I saw, like,
1: cameras.
0: So that, and then we also have Winter House. So, like, I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to lots of premium content. Obviously, if you watch Summer House, then you know Hannah was not there, which is, like, a big deal. And
1: just kind of, like, the official break. I don't watch Summer House, but also, like, aren't Amanda and Hannah, like, enemies? Well, so, like, they're,
0: like, good friends and kyle and hannah this is what happened the whole season okay. kyle and hannah just like cannot get on the same page and it left amanda like in this terrible position and eventually she just had to choose her husband over her friend who like wouldn't get along with her husband and honestly both hannah and kyle were equally as responsible like going at each other but for amanda she was like i need to choose her inner peace which of course i respect yeah um oh okay and they were just like going at nonstop, and then you know, like, everyone fights on shows like that, so you think, whatever, like, they're all still friends. But, like, no, it was an official breakup, and then Hannah left the show, and now she's not invited to the wedding. Like, it's an official, it's over.
1: Got it. Well, if, like, someone was fighting with your husband all the time, like, they wouldn't be at your wedding.
0: No. 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 Even though, like, if someone was arguing with Ben, I'd probably be like, well, what did he do? You know?
1: <laughs> yes, I'm like, I yeah, understand. And I'm like, no, I can feel that. Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, no. Honestly, the only thing that bothered me was when Kyle was just going on about how Hannah doesn't work because she's a podcaster. I'm like, I'm like Kyle, watch
1: your mouth. Yeah, no, those are fighting words. Fighting
0: fucking words.
1: Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's been a few days, but it's time for the final story.
0: Celiac disease
1: He has to stay away from bread. I'm so sorry to let you know that's not the final story. I'm gonna keep
0: referencing Tark. I'm gonna say he has breaking news. Did you not hear? No. He's been diagnosed with celiac disease. I
1: saw. I saw that. I did. Um, I just didn't know if you wanted to add it to the segment of Tarek's Mindless News. Okay, well, or- let me just say it's mindless news, but I don't want to
0: insult anyone who has celiac disease. Like, I know it's a very real issue that you have to struggle with, but my God, the way that they're reporting on it with this picture of Heather and Tarek in a doctor's, doctor's office. office holding no, hands, we, like, it. Like, he's just been told he has 36 hours to live. Like, yeah. it's so fucking dramatic. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you just can't eat bread or you get like a belly ache. Like, it's not, it's not life or death.
1: yeah. But our fifth and final story is, is not, is not. It's like completely unrelated. Maybe, you know, maybe I should have decided to speak about tarks I'm sorry, stereotype. like before we started the
0: show, I thought we were like in agreement that we were going to talk about it.
1: <laughs> No, I said that we couldn't bring it up because it was too painful for due. So,
0: why haven't you stopped me when I've literally been referencing because it for the last hour during the show? It's hysterical. Okay, but people
1: are probably so confused. Okay, so let's do, like, a story for A mini, a yeah. Well, that's it. I, he was diagnosed with celiacs. Yeah. And Heather's there for them, him.
0: A hundred percent. And we made sure that People Magazine made sure that we knew that Heather's going to be there for him through thick and thin. You know, honestly, it has not been a good, like, week and a half for Tarek. He got COVID. Yeah. And he got celiacs. Yeah.
1: But the picture, I mean, I haven't read the articles intensely, but, like, was it something that was filmed, this diagnosis? There was, like,
0: a little HGTV, like, emblem in the yeah. corner of the picture. So, so I'm did he thinking, find out months ago? I'm thinking it's, it's been filmed. Yeah. They're so fucking dramatic. It's crazy. Like, it was a people exclusive that he has celiac disease. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, me literally partnering with Vogue to let everyone know, like, I'm allergic to peanuts.
1: <laughs> that is it's
0: so moronic that is but again no shade to the celiac community like it is a real struggle it's just like the narrative around Tariq was a little dramatic
1: okay I think that's fair our fifth and final story is just some fun content content news because Netflix's tadam presentation <gasps> oh right shared- what was that again it was like their you know netflix con okay but they like shared when everything is dropping what's getting season twos some trailers like they shared it all so i'm gonna share what we care about i saw something for bridgerton we got a trailer for bridgerton the crown is coming back in november 2022 so a whole year see you never yeah that's bullshit anything about the society season two in there no and that's bullshit too that's disgusting Stranger Things, I know people are into that. Will, won't return until sometime in 2022, but oh. they they gave a clip. You know what? You're right. I saw all of this, like, on social media, like, and I was like, well, there's so much Netflix news, but now it's I know from, it's because, ta There's a Kanye documentary coming to oh. Netflix, In Case You Were Craving More Kanye, the first of its three-part documentary series about the prolific rapper will premiere next year. I just love celebrity documentaries. Like, I... I could do a whole podcast series on... Yeah. And he has, like, footage. I mean, I think he's, he's been rec- We know him he himself. records
0: everything. So... So does Taylor Swift.
1: So uh, there's going to be so much good stuff there. Sex Education, you ever watch? Um, you
0: know, I started it, and, like, honestly, all the characters were, like, annoying the fuck out of me, so I just stopped.
1: Got a fourth season. Sex Life got a season two. Oh, God. Well, it did end on a cliffhanger, so I assume that we gonna be getting... And it was, like, the number one show yeah. on Earth. Um Bridgerton, they dropped a trailer. It will be back next year, but we got to see you know it 's about uh, the older brother Anthony Bridgerton, yes. and then we got to see his new leading lady and I scene, saw her a scene from the two of them, then other shows too that we don't watch. obviously, we talked about Tiger King season two between uh, you and I, but not on the show.
0: they have got to stop like for real yeah like the Tiger King jokes are no longer like giving me life, and honestly, they never really did
1: yeah. Murder Mystery is getting a sequel, that movie with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. And I kind of like the movie. I will watch the sequel. I heard
0: the movie was pretty good, actually. It was
1: cute. Um, Emily in Paris is coming back at Christmas.
0: Honestly, I'm kind of here for it. December 22nd. I kind of miss that chaotic time when we were all just like collectively making fun of Emily and the things she was doing in Paris. I
1: honestly don't know if I'll watch. No, come on. It's so funny. No, but like... I really have to make a conscious effort to, like, not spend time watching stuff that I don't like and that doesn't serve me. But you have to... But I also have to do a job, sure. Right. So, like, if you were to say to me, everybody, the whole Toaster community is waiting for your review of Emily in Paris. They will two. be. But they
0: And, no, and if be. I feel
1: that sort of energy, mm-hmm. I will do my duty. 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 But, you know, absent of that, I wouldn't watch it.
0: Okay, fine. I mean, it was... It was everything of the sort in the most nothing of the sort way, if you know what I'm saying.
1: I do know what you're saying.
0: I just also have to say that one of the great joys of my life has been watching Downton Abbey and literally seeing how much they say nothing of the sort. Because that's like an old-timey way of speaking. I will do nothing of the sort. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I will do nothing of the sort. Yeah. It was everything of the sort. That's what I'm saying. Um, So those were the Fast Life stories. Feels as though you needed to know them. Definitely. And it's not over yet because we've got two... That juicy recaps for you with The Real Houses of Potomac and The Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Let's start with The Real Housewives of Potomac because that event that Giselle had the audacity to host
1: was really one of the great joys of my life. There was so much to unpack. There was so much to unpack. Why does Giselle even put herself in, in those that positions position. like ripe for the picking?
0: Because not only it's what okay you can't control your house is under control that's fine but first of all they were doing construction As the event was going on, the people were running over these two by fours. Like it was twisted. She was sitting literally in a parking lot with like these balloons. It was just so low budget. It really was. And you know how much these women, like with with this particular group of women, because none of them are really like good, genuine friends. Like they're always being shady towards each other. If you're throwing an event, like it has to be tip top. And it was not.
1: Especially since like your home has been the source of people making jabs. Like why would you invite people over when there's, construction and all these things and they can't even go inside the house and there's a stairway outside that leads to nowhere
0: well I'm actually so glad you asked because you know what we've learned over the last couple of years is that Giselle Bryant has not one ounce of taste or style so it's actually very possible that she was like proud of the way her home looked and that's why she wanted to invite the women over that's the only thing I can think of because why did okay I'm, I'm sure iHeartRadio think... I paid for like the the venue like the setup and everything Pay for a restaurant. Do it at a restaurant.
1: A hundred percent. I don't think it's that she thought it looked good. I really don't. I'm just
0: throwing it out there as a possibility.
1: I think it's that she um, is so not Mm self-aware that she couldn't even think like this might reflect poorly on me. Like she she just thinks everything she does is like so fabulous, Fabulous. like that there's no holes. And because I mean, if she thought that there were the visible holes in her stories like that we see, she wouldn't go after people the way that she does. Because it's just like glaringly obvious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there, there was quite a few arguments under the tent. The first that I want to ask your opinions on is Candace and Mia. Okay. The thing is, is like, I do feel like Mia... Sorry, I just like, asked her your opinion and then spoke over you, but... Um, Mia, like, definitely crossed a line. Like, just, I I don't, I don't didn't agree with how she was acting. I don't think she acted out of bad intent. But I just wouldn't do that. Now, but my God, like, Candace just fucking takes things to the next level. Like, your mother's low budget. She's like, out of control. She's disgusting. And here's the thing.
1: Mia was making a lot of sense to me. I showed up to this low budget and not even I don't want to say it fair. I showed up to a parking lot. Yep. There was no one here. A parking lot with no cars. So, I'm asking your mom, who's your manager? And is he getting paid? Because guess what you get what you pay for I think that because they were put in such a bad situation yeah like that was poorly run poorly run she's allowed to ask questions about like she's here doing a favor she's allowed to ask questions when she framed it like that I was like yeah no it's still probably shady and maybe you know Mother Teresa wouldn't act that way but like if you want people to drive out of their way have a mat have things managed yeah I
0: don't disagree have craft
1: services yeah
0: it was it was messy and just like the thing is I would probably not ask those questions, but I would be more like Giselle. Like I would never ask, but I'm curious in what the answer was. Yeah,
1: and I think Candice is obviously Candice is going to take this really like defensively. Like this was her project, and it's being and called it was low embarrassing, budget. right? But like it's being called a low budget because it was low budget, and. All the but I watched the music video. So did I. All of the budget went into the other scenarios. Yeah, like they had a setting at a diner, diner. where they ordered water and there was already water on the table. <laughs> um, they went to that garage auto body shop and they had those scenes there. And there was I saw budget elsewhere. Me too. And then in the final scene, I saw a parking lot. Yeah. So not only was the budget she told us was ten thousand dollars, all those ten thousand dollars went to scenes that the women were not in. Mm-hmm. Mia showed up to zero dollars. Yeah. And so even though was calling her music video low budget is shady. She was speaking facts. Yeah, no. And really, like, I'm just really kind of done with
0: Candace going so below the belt. That's not a... For me, that's not a fair way to fight. And two, it's just like, who wants to be friends with someone where every time we have an altercation that she calls Ashley fat? She calls uh, your mom's low budget. Like, she just always is crossing the line. And I just personally cannot get behind that. I cannot.
1: Yeah. And so between Mia and Wendy... Because Wendy and Candace really have each other's backs. Yes, they do. It's actually nice. Even though they're on different teams on the show, like, they always have each other's backs. Yes. Wendy was just like so all over the place at the party and really indefensible and it's just like um, in certain situations this season she's really been someone that you like want to champion. And then she's really cringe. But then she's so cringe and she's so just unnecessarily out of line. Like even inviting the girls to the trip if it's a trip with partners you don't have to say anything. Right. You not like say, you'll bring
0: your luggage, you which is a joke say, she made twice. Right.
1: You just have to say, I'm inviting everyone on a trip. Bring your husbands," And that's insult enough. Right. To have to say, you and he's coming. Eddie. He's coming. Yeah. Coming. Michael. Not one. Yeah. Luggage. Like, literally. It's, it's overkill. And then you become the villain, whereas you could have just had a reasonably shady moment. L- love the
0: synergy. Also... The episode was frustrating because I just, it was like Giselle's party and Giselle was in charge, but like Giselle was basically throwing out these prompts and was like, would you find it reasonable or would you find it shady for someone to do X? And she was like basically calling out what Karen did, like to apologize and make up with someone and then also still be holding a grudge. When literally her and Karen made up and then she sits down at the party and says, Karen, you can't use the bathroom.
1: And so she was Wendy, she's in the top of the episode in her personal scene, she was like, I guess I made up with these girls, but I'm not over it. And they can't use my bathroom. So, like, literally,
0: you're trying to make fun of Karen when literally you pot kettle black. Like, you literally just did that to two people.
1: Also, when they flash back to everything, all the beef between Karen and Giselle over the years, it's like, what she said about Ray's... Grave it's like is the least of it. The least, Erica Lyles. Like mm-hmm. I completely forgot. Like it's so much deeper. It's so much deeper, and I just fucking love Karen.
0: And honestly, I will have absolutely no Karen slander when it pertains to the candles, because Robin was like, "Oh, she probably heard Wendy was doing a candle and just like came up with a candle out of her ass," which is first of all not how it works. Wendy doesn't even have a business. She made a couple candles and is like, has five of them. Where Karen's ready for retail. Like, do yeah. not come for Karen. And Karen's and, a perfumier. Like, this is Karen's a natural sect. next step. And I am curious as what big box retailers are carrying it because I would very much like that candle in my home. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Three wicks. Mm. And no you know again. what? I like that she went over to Wendy's house and was like, you know what? There's space enough. There's more than enough space for both of us in the candle space. Like you and I, we're not going to be. And you know what? I love that. That's what Ramona Singer likes to call women supporting other women.
1: Yeah, I agree. I do think that. Karen always planned to have a candle. She heard Wendy was coming out with a candle. They're on the same show. They're using the same platform. Oh, I need to get my candle out.
0: I There's nothing no nefarious. Malice. There's nothing
1: nefarious. Nothing nefarious. There's nothing nefarious about, about Karen, Karen Huger. Period. I agree. And honestly, like,
0: gotta start calling more people heifers. Like, I don't know what it means, <laughs> but I just feel like you're a heifer. Like, I think it means. Does it mean like that?
1: Well, it, I think the literal term means it's pig cow. Okay. Let it's me It's just it. funny. Like, I'm sorry. It was like, it's- I got vaccinated so I can be here with you heifers. I- a heifer is a young female cow that has not born a calf. That is okay, so not given birth yet i
0: just don't want to so like, it's be, a cow i don't want to be like calling people fat like if anyone called me a cow i'd actually jump off a roof no but
1: like you know how in maybe even in downtown, but like in the uk like they will call oh she's a cow like but it as it's like not it's not a okay for me it's not a, a it's a not weight. A, a size thing it's like a personality thing well for so me so maybe that's like in um, now in america it's a heifer um all i'm saying is for me like don't fucking call me a cow like i'll kill you can i call you a heifer
0: yeah. There's no. something endearing about it. Like, I kind of am obsessed with heifer. It's a great word. And I just would like to understand, like, how to use it more colloquially and, like, what the meaning is behind it. So I'm not out here, like, offending oh, people. Oh, you know what?
1: I'll, so the tech like, Merriam-Webster says a young calf.
0: Merriam-Webster but... defines stalker. When <laughs> as... Claudia
1: calls me when she FaceTimes me, like, three times in ten minutes. I pick up and I say, Merriam-Webster Webster define stalker, stalker for me. <laughs> and then we laugh. It's just like. It's just good sister times. Good sister times. GST. Okay. Urban Dictionary. Heifer. A prodigiously large female. Fuck. Yeah. A heavier fat woman. You know what? You know how I'm kind of like on this mission
0: to change the stigma behind the word bitch? Yeah. I'm also going to be de- desigmatizing heifer on my way to justice.
1: Apparently it means a pregnant cow. Am I a heifer?
0: <gasps> you are so jealous.
1: <laughs> okay, now let's dive into the Salt Lake City recap where we... Oh, that's that on that? Like, Oh, are you, you have something else to say? Keep going. I don't know. There was just like so much going on. Go for it. I, like, I need to, you know, I to Love, prepare. Love um, Ascala. Yeah. Really felt like she should have been given a full-time
0: role because she is... She's doing the opposite of what Wendy did. Wendy came in last season. It was kind of boring just because she just followed whatever Candace did, which is so uninteresting. Like, have your own opinions. Ascala is on opposite sides of of Robin when she's there as Robin's friend.
1: I forget that, like, Robin brought her in.
0: Me too, because, like, they're so... I never even see them talk to each other. Yeah. And I love this friendship between Ascala, Wendy, and Karen. I do. Me too. Like, supporting the teachers. Mm -hmm. Love to see
1: it. Okay, I guess I don't have anything more to say. Like, those were the big ticket items. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the Salt Lake City recap is brought to you by Pendulum. There's so much more to nutrition than calories. Your diet plays a huge role in your microbiome, which in turn impacts your mental and physical well-being. A healthy gut microbiome is key to a healthy lifestyle. We're all now learning about the connection between gut microbiome, health, and type 2 diabetes. And the Pendulum Glucose Control is the first and only medical probiotic that's designed to manage A1C and blood glucose levels through the health of your microbiome from those with type 2 diabetes diet and exercise alone are often not enough to management and the best approach to emphasize diet exercise and a healthy gut microbiome the connection has been widely recognized by leading scientists who are studying diabetes pendulums team of scientists doctors and innovators isolated the unique strains of beneficial gut bacteria that help people with type 2 diabetes manage their blood sugar levels they've isolated one keystone strain that is now available to purchase. Pendulum is the only place to find this highly sought after strain. Formulated and bottled in the U.S. with the highest safety and quality standards, non-GMO project verified. Take control of your glucose levels today. Try Pendulum Glucose Control for for 90 days, and if you're not satisfied with your levels, you'll get your money back. So visit Pendulum Life to find out more and use the promo code TMT for 20% off your first bottle of membership. So that's P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M-Life.com. PendulumLife.com, promo code TMT.
1: Thank you for that, Claudia.
0: It's a pleasure.
1: Okay, so Salt Lake City. I would say, you know, content, if if I'm rating it out of five stars, like it was two and a half on the content level. The visual level was ten stars. I
0: I wouldn't say two and a half. I didn't think it was so bad because like... They didn't trouble us with so much torturous, like, personal scenes. Most of the episode, they were at the fly fishing. So at least, like, the women were together talking about something. Yeah. Mary farted on Brooks. Like, it was such a bizarre episode. Like, Mary, but Mary wasn't at fly fishing, right? No. Mary doesn't go to things that she doesn't want to go to. No, and she also doesn't get invited to, like, half the things that go on because Jen Shaw is, like, always the one throwing parties. And to Jen Shaw, Mary Cosby does not exist. But I believe Jen invited Mary. Okay. To this. There's like a weird thing where like, there's like this group of women on the Housewives and, and Mary, I'm telling you, like 90% of the time is not there.
1: No, I know. She wasn't in Vegas. But you know what? Like I think once Jen, you know, is behind bars, like Mary's coming out. No, and like Mary's planning the girls trips. Yeah. So it, it is really weird. It is. But like I also respect that like Mary will not associate with someone who like, was treated her so poorly. Yeah, And, you know, because all these women have to, like, put all this terrible shit behind them. Like, even with Meredith and Jen, like, I and it doesn't seem like they ever get over it, but, like, in real life, like, you don't get over your friend doing all of these things to your child. And, yes, there's so many comments. Brooks is not a child. He's 22 years old. But he's Meredith's kid. Like, 40 years old, and they're 80 arguing. It's
0: Meredith's kid. Agreed. And to be honest, like, I do feel like Meredith was acting, like, very erratically but like how frustrating to like literally have facts like to know that this particular person is saying things about your child liking things on social media that are of a homophobic nature when you of course just feel so protective of your child and of course when it pertains to his sexuality he hasn't even spoken about it like you just want to protect him so you know all of this to be fact like you live in the real world with fact based database questions and you finally get the nerve to con- confront this person and the, the thing they have to say is, like, delusional. Me. It wasn't me. I don't, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't run my own social media. I would have reacted the same way, too. Like, And that's exactly what she said. She's like, Jen is like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about reality. Like, you, Jen Shaw, live in your own world where everyone is against you and you don't do anything to hurt anyone and, like, you're the victim in all this. When the actual victim, which is Meredith and her family, I, I would have exploded as well, honestly. Like, so frustrating to just... Talk to someone who's so delusional and devoid of any sort of realistic
1: nature. I had no issue with Meredith's reaction. I would have reacted in the exact same way. And she also like explained herself and and her POV so well. And it's like anything other than
0: I'm sorry. sorry
1: is unacceptable yep. and and I mean I guess it was enough for Heather so Jen might have thought it was enough for Meredith right. just to say that wasn't me I have no because Heather is a
0: pushover who's so desperate to be friends with Jen that Jen can get
1: away with these like fake ass li- not lie lies ap- apologies filled with lies but Meredith is a strong fucking woman yeah and she also is like she would probably forgive Jen if she received an apology that was so deep and heartfelt mm-hmm. and sincere But she's not even getting a... I'm sorry. A a shitty apology. She's getting nothing. She has to leave. I totally respect that. And honestly, fuck Lisa Barlow. And fuck Jenny too. I was just about to say, I really didn't like Jenny... Um, Getting involved. I didn't like her getting involved. But like... At first when she jumped in I was I was like okay with you know there needs to be some mediation order we need order. we need order in the court and she was like order in the court. bringing like strong energy but she said in her confessional that she doesn't agree with the way that Meredith handles things which is like just to ice people out I disagree with Me too. with Jenny about that I think there are lines that people mm-hmm. have in life and when you boundaries crossed, when you've crossed that line like the expectation that you are forgiven is is not going no to longer. be there. Yeah. Or you can be forgiven, but like the relationship is tainted. It always will be. You can't no, go back from certain things.
0: Completely agree. I was so disappointed in Jenny because up too. until then I'd really liked her. And honestly, this has absolutely nothing to do with you. So for you to butt in with the worst take of all time, <laughs> that was just really brave of you, Jenny. Yeah. Like really brave.
1: No, and with so much energy. And like I keep saying this, like all the new girls come in, they bring all of this energy into whatever conflict they they choose. And it's always the wrong conflict. Always. And I'm like, And always I, the wrong energy. <laughs> I'm like, but I but I do look forward. To seeing that energy elsewhere, right? And then, yeah, Mia, Mia, Crystal. But it seems like Mia brings it next week. Next week with Candy on Potomac, but like, yeah. So Jenny, Crystal, yeah. Jenny, I like that you have a fighting spirit. I look forward to seeing you bring it to maybe when Gensha is um, arrested, t- arrested, and taking advantage of you know. The most vulnerable people in No, our I
0: love the fighting energy, but like, channel your energy in more positive ways. Like, because you were just so wrong. Like, they, I'm sorry, there was literally nothing wrong with Meredith. And honestly, the fact that everyone was like so outraged by her and like, you know, Meredith, calm down, come back. Like, they're gaslighting her because Meredith is 100% entitled to feel angry that her son is being dragged by a grown woman. Yes, I know, he's 22. He's still her son who's struggling with something like his sexuality. And Jen is out here. Jen is out here accusing Heather of being racist with, no, with literally no like, um, proof, and then she's out here being like dead ass homophobic, like, and and, and
1: and saying that wasn't me, and saying I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's I I actually really can't. No, and with then Jen Shah. like turns it into like she's the victim. What about my family? What about what, your oh, family? That was I'm that, sorry. Like, that, that was, was crazy. <laughs> and then when Meredith finally left, and Jen's like, why am I the reason for every all the problems in the world? It's like. I literally, I can't deal with people who are textbook villains yeah. and then find a way to make themselves the victim mentality. At least if you're going to be a villain and you're going to be mean and you're going to talk shit. Own it. You can't also be the victim. It's, no. it's a crazy thing. To and try it drives and people
0: who are, are arguing with you. It drives them crazy. Look at Meredith. Like it's, it's so devoid of reality. It's, yeah. it's probably infuriating. And honestly, now I kind of understand with Heather, like if you actually really want to go t- toe for toe, like, you're not speaking with someone who lives on this planet. So, like, honestly, if you just want to fix things with Jen, like,
1: just fucking, you have to forget about everything because you're never going to get to a place. Right. But, like, the only reason to do that is, like, if the other stuff with Jen and the friendship is, like, you know, worth salvaging. There's good, right. you know, she seems like a fun friend. And yeah. She, like, Heather sees value in their friendship. Right. I think for Meredith, nothing would ever be more valuable than, you know. Her son. Her son. So, I understand where she's coming from. I probably would have reacted the same way.
0: I really don't like this narrative that Meredith doesn't have good style. Like, I know she wears a lot of blazers, but I think she has amazing style. No,
1: I think, I mean...
0: Like, Mary That's Because coming
1: from Mary. When Mary was saying it, I was like, Mary, why do you have to be shady towards everyone? No, like, and, and also, like... I understand shadiness like when it's appropriate like Meredith has amazing style No, but not from Mary's point of view but I'm sh- if I'm sure if you ask Meredith about Mary's style cuckoo and while she's sitting there in like her hat like right it's just about you know who you're talking to I think Meredith has great style I think she's so consistent and classy me too and there's nothing there's nothing negative you could say yeah you know it, Nothing Like, it's not groundbreaking every single look, but, like... It's she, sophisticated. she knows what looks good on her, and she, like, she has her Sticks own... Sticks with it, yeah. I like that in personal me too. style. So, um, all in all, it
0: was a good episode, and it was just gorgeous. Like, gotta go bike skiing. Yeah. Whatever that was. Oh, yeah.
1: there We got, like, so many good ski scenes. It was, like, making me so, like, RDH for, like, snow I know. weather. It was just so stunning. I also need, like, Whitney and Heather to make up with Lisa, because that's just, like, a... No, I don't care. Conflict that I have no time for. No, I, I think they... And I actually th- like Lisa these days. No, I actually don't like Lisa. And I like Whitney.
0: Obsessed with Whitney. Yeah. I need Whitney, Heather, and Meredith to, like, be a crew.
1: I think they are. And then they had that lunch with Mary. Oh, yeah. Throw in Mary, too. Love yeah. Mary. Love Mary. I like Jenny, too. I love her kids. When they spent their Saturday, they do science projects every Saturday. I was just felling. Her husband's a little annoying. Yeah, no, the stuff with the kids was... Like, stop. So wrong. Stop. Like,
0: I think... What'd you may- say? She had nine miscarriages? hmm Leave I th- the woman alone.
1: I think he'll probably watch that and maybe change his tune. Plus, she would have to get surgery to even begin the... Pro- I mean, it just seems... It's enough. They have three kids. It's enough. Th- th- yeah, it's enough. But, like, I just hope one day my kids want to spend every Saturday doing science projects. No, they're, like, really cute and, like, And dirty. then they all cleaned up the kitchen... <laughs> And like <laughs> happily, they were like ha- having make, fun with they the tissues. So like that, her daughter, who's the cutest camper, she's pretentious camper. Yeah. She's just so fucking cute. Yeah. And they are a pleasure to watch. Yeah.
0: Except her husband was really starting to bother no, me. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, like so. It's not all like it's not it's all, all hunky dory, <laughs> right? At the uh, Jenny, at Jenny's house. But like they obviously, you know, have a really nice family, family life, yeah. And just spending Saturdays doing science projects—it's like all you could want for the campers. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Um. So that was Salt Lake City, and that was our show. That was our show.
0: That's no all we got else. for you guys, and I hope it was enough. I felt I felt like it was strong.
1: I do feel like. The, the chips fall where they may.
0: Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts, anywhere podcasts can be found so on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us, Morning Toast, leave a five-star review. i beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations, you've made it to the Society Season 2. And if you want to let us know that you are still here, still listening to the episode, being a true toaster, please, in honor of Tariq El Musa, go drop a piece of bread, the emoji of a piece of bread, on our most recent Instagram, just to kind of show Tariq what he can have.
1: And no, and just show your support for Tariq. We're standing
0: in solidarity with Tariq El Musa during this very difficult time. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.